That's your notes? Yeah, well, this is this is for our rehearsal today. Oh, okay. Uh, mainly. I, I texted some ideas for the... Do you remember those ideas? Cause my I got them here. Yeah. You got them here? Okay. Best, worst, best and worst live bands of all time. Well, I mean... I, all I just, time? Yeah. <laughs> all time. Time ain't over yet. Yeah. <laughs> best, best opener closer. Mm. Yeah, I, mean, I was thinking of, yeah, of, of uh, you know, opening numbers, you know, for, for a concert, you know. I mean, just because I've been to that. I've been to that show where the guy walks out and he goes, um, this song is about my mother. You know, mm. <laughs> you know, was it Glenn Danzig? No. Mother. Yeah. <laughs> Anyhow, should we start the show? D- really? That, that's done? Why not? Well, there was, okay. There was two more things. Where I, I'll, I'll, we'll surprise you. Well, su- I'm, I'm surprised already. <laughs> Chad, what episode is this? This is episode 87 of Slappercast, a weekly talk show with blackguards. 87 is the year I graduated high school. Me as well. 87. 87. I don't even believe I counted that high before. Who can, who can count that high? Who can? Maybe Weasel Zappa. Uh, oh. Weasel Zappa can. Do you remember what a big deal they were making about 1967 that year? Because it was 20 years since the Summer of Love. Mm-hmm. So there's all kinds of retroact or you know, retro, hazy. <laughs> Retroactive. Yeah. Retroactive. <laughs> it was the eighties after all. Yeah. You know, Paisley was a big deal back then. Prince, uh, Prince was kind of stuff. Do I remember that? that? Prince put out uh Now's the time to tell a lie. That album that had uh Raspberry Raspberry Beret right. on it, that yeah. his psychedelic record. Kind of looked like Sgt. Pepper a little bit and World Party put out that that album. Everybody Jumbo? I can remember the name of that. It's the one that has uh uh Ship of Fools on it. Remember that song? Goodbye Jumbo. That was it? Okay. Yeah. He's dressed like in a gas mask. It looks like an elephant, but he's wearing a gas mask and stuff yeah. like that. What's that guy's name? Uh, Car- not Carl Wallinger. Yeah, it is Carl Wallinger. He was from the Waterboys, too. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. like that record. Yeah. I didn't, get, I, didn't get, I didn't get to it till uh, a couple years later, but I enjoyed that record. Anyway, 87. It was also the year that Joshua Tree came out. Ugh. <laughs> no, wonder, no wonder I'm having a bad flashback. And Document by R.E.M. Wait a minute. I like the Eagles. Oh, that's not the. That was also the year that uh, Appetite for Destruction was actually that's true released. It yeah. didn't get big until '88, but '87 yeah. it was released. My cousin John picked me up at my college to. Uh, he went to Dartmouth. I went to Plymouth State, and his girlfriend went to his now wife went to uh, New Hampshire Tech. So he picked me up on the way to pick her up, and he's like, "Hey, I found this new this new band we should check out." I'm like, "What is it?" He's like, "It's called Guns N' Roses," and that first record is Appetite is. Yeah, Excellent. they were everywhere. After back that, then. yeah, yeah, not a fan. <laughs> Cold November rain. Oh my god, <laughs> so ridiculous. Yeah, I, I, well, I've told the story on here before, but I got to see them in '88 in Boston at the Orpheum Theater. See now, ah. now speaking of, was one of the topics like the worst opening band ever? Yes, I was thinking worst of, song. Yeah, 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 yeah song? I'll see that too. Okay. Opening, yeah. Opening worst opening band is going to be a long list, but carry on. <laughs> Good. My but you song. saw them at the Orpheum Theater. Were they by themselves? I don't recall. Um, See, I saw them in Portland, Maine, on that same tour. But I think I've told this story before. They were opening up for um, Aerosmith. Aerosmith is on the comeback trail with Permanent Vacation, and they were the opening band on that entire tour, except for Portland, Maine, and Portland, Oregon, for whatever reason. So fucking extreme opened up oh, at the Portland, there you go. At the Portland main show. And if, if, if hated, hated them from the get go. <laughs> and this word. is before the, um, this is the, the, this is the record before the more than words more than when, words. when they became like the pop 
whatever they were, uh, shitty ballad singers. But, uh, yeah, no, I remember just like being in the, being in, like in the crowd, uh, just being pissed off. And then Aerosmith came on and they were fine. But I mean, it's just like, I saw Aerosmith in, in Miami and, uh, uh, I was, I, 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 I was longing to watch the record on a turntable in, in place of what I saw. It was, it was awful. I hate and, uh, that. that Joey drummer. Kramer is that the drummer? Joey Kramer. Here we uh, go. Yeah. Uh, it was. Uh, it was. It was like Rick and Mortis said in a few years early. I was. I just. I just don't know how. Now Max Weinberg from uh, Bruce Springsteen, who we don't talk enough about Bruce on this show, by the way. True. Fair um, enough. Uh, Max is one of the stiffest drummers. I know you think. I know you like it, 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 and I like what he does. He just to watch him. It's just how are you doing that? Because it's so stiff. Joey Kramer makes uh, make Mac Weinberg look like uh, a slinky. No, with slinky, that's a good one. Yeah, I was thinking acrobat or a you know gymnast a or Cirque du Soleil performer. Yeah, yeah. or a contortionist well, or whatever. It was just crazy to watch. It was like watching a lamppost yeah. with sticks. You said, "What are you? How are you?" Anyway, so uh, but no, no, Guns and no, Roses. No, the reason why I don't know if there was a if there was an opening act is because the story was. A friend of mine called me and said, come down to the Orpheum Theater and bring a flashlight. I said, are you lost? <laughs> you know, how am I going to find you? So uh, we bring a flashlight and he, we walk in. They picked, they picked who they were going to have as ushers. They put me down the front. They put me down the front. So I was actually showing people to their seats. Oh, nice. So there may have been. Uh, so it was a sold out show. And I, I wasn't. I, I knew the record. I bought the, I bought, I bought the record, but. Uh, uh, and as soon as the and the, the flashlight was about yay big and uh, twelve inches, and uh, I put it, I put it in my pocket and watched the show front row. You're it done. Was you're, insane. you're done ushering for the night. Yeah, I've been to the, I've been to the Orpheum Theater a bunch. I mean, we used to go see shows mm-hmm. there all I the saw, time. I saw Motorhead open for Slayer. It was Megadeth, Motorhead, and Slayer at the yeah. Orpheum. At the Orpheum. Jesus, that's yes. only two thousand seat theater. Yeah, that's wow. fucked up. Yeah. Old school, old school, kind of like down an alley in a weird way. Like, yeah, yeah. we've been outside. I, we, yeah, yeah, but yeah. yeah. We, we stood yeah. outside the, the front when the Pogues were going to play there that night. So oh, nice. On our yeah. first tour. We didn't have tickets, but we, we hung out in the city that day. Yeah. So we had the day off. We were playing. That's why it was uh, the Pogues turn up was so bad. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> but we took a picture out front, the marquee, like, as oh, if nice. we were going to see the show, which we weren't. Right. right. Well, now we know yeah. the rest of the story. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, GNR. Anyway, eighty-seven. Yes. Wow, so, a, lot of, a lot of memories. Yeah, yeah. So, so the the idea was for the best or worst opener, uh, song-wise for a band. You know, to come out and, and, and they do okay. the dirge Man, or they hard. do the. I misread yeah. the text. Yeah, it's and the, the other one was or best opening song, which I have a few a few that come to mind that just never leave my my. It just never leave my mind. Is one is the da 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 when Elvis walks to the stage. <laughs> hey, Vegas I, I know that's not an opening song, but it was just the the pomp and the the just the showmanship of that entrance was mm-hmm. something. So, so that music kind of meant something to me. Also thought uh, I don't even know if it was their opener. I think it was, but they uh, I think the police at one time did Synchronicity Two as an opener, and that's just got that yeah. that big yeah. you know that big. Thundering, yeah. Beginning, yeah. See the see on the Atlanta thing, they do synchronicity one as their opener, Mm -hmm. which I think is kind of a cool. They're both great. Both both, to kick off, both excellent. Yeah, Yeah, and and, and I often wonder if because I know when I write, 
when I write music, I, I just, th- 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 all those chords sound good together and you try to sing something over it and then hopefully words come. Fuck you, El Paso. Um, <laughs> when you, uh, w- w- and, and, and then, cause I know what's happened uh, the, the last couple of times is I sheepishly uh, showed the, sheepishly showed sheepish. the, uh, you know, one of the last originals to you guys. And I was, I was kind of, I, I, I didn't know if it was going to be on the record or not, but I I showed it and then we played through it and Eric's like, well, what? let's, you know, that's, yeah, that's good. Let's put a breakdown in it. I was like, oh yeah, because I don't think far enough, far enough. You play it and you go, uh, okay, that's my, that might be something. Let's see. Let's see. Cause the last thing you want to do is have a song and the band hate it. I.e. Tom Petty, when he took, uh, I think it was learning to fly or something, which, so many people loved, but the the band hated, right. you know, or members of the band hate, you know, and and they just didn't want to play that mm-hmm. shit, you know, and and not that not that it's a bad song, it's a great song. However, it's a great song for, you know, sitting and go, wow, you know, and I saw him play it at the Woodlands, phenomenal. It's not one of my favorite Tom Petty songs, but again. Sometimes songs that are mediocre on record kind of make more sense when you see them perform live. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Not sometimes, most of the time. Yeah, yeah. I, I I agree. the The opening song to me was always the um, the Thin Lizzy approach. Just bam. Yeah. <gasps> what was that? Yeah. You know, just never, ne- never. You know, and you know, Iron Maiden the same thing, and Slayer same thing. You know, you just go out and you just give it. Make sure that they know what they're in for. And also gives, gives the people that are there that don't know what's coming time to pack the bags and get out. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> you know, yeah. I've, seen, I've seen that too. We, we've, been, uh, we've got a show coming up, coming up here um, this month now because it's now October. Uh, uh, yes, Rocktober. Yeah. 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 Uh, we've got a show coming up, T-Bone oh, yeah. Toms. Yes. And I remember, I remember a few times there and uh, – playing and, and most of the shows start in the early afternoon or late afternoon, excuse me. And you'll see the, the whites of the, because we're not going to, we're not a punk band where we're going to start kicking stuff over or, or vulgarity or whatever it's going to be. It's going to be, but it's going to be high energy, but I've seen those tables. <gasps> and then a few songs into it. They're like, Oh yeah. yeah. We're not, a, we're not, we're not playing the dinner set. Yeah. We're not doing the dinner yeah. set. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> So yeah, so that was so I I've often thought of uh an, uh, the, an another great opener is is Van Halen's Unchained. I, I don't even know if they opened with that, but my oh, god, I, well, I mean just <sighs> any Van Halen fans chime in on that because uh, I mean any big fans that might know. Yeah, do you ever see Van Halen? I well n- n- no, I saw them with Sammy Hagar, so no, so no, yeah, <laughs> perfect. <laughs> was Michael Anthony playing bass at least? Oh yeah, yeah okay, yeah. so it's three fourths. Yeah. Force of Van Halen. Yeah, yeah, but but it, it it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I mean, if you take the wheels off a car, do you have a car? No, you know, and, and a tricycle. And, yeah, and who wants to ride a tricycle? Little babies and old people. Well, even exactly. so, no, no wheels, point, no wheels. Point, the car doesn't go point. anywhere. The car, <laughs> and it may be worth something with you know Sammy Hagar. I know that they made a lot of money, but you just took the wheels and and the engine out of the of the band because mm. it's still you know it's still a good looking you know. Paint okay, job, I and I'm, you trying, know? I'm trying to think of a Van Halen song from 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 Dave's era that wouldn't be a good opener. 
<laughs> for a show. I mean, is there any Van Halen stuff that would be? Yeah, Jamie's Crying wouldn't be James, a good opener. Yeah, really? Yeah. So. I don't know. Well, I mean, I, I mean, uh, when you have the best front man of all time, it would be difficult to 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 open with a bad song because you've got you're he's entertaining nonstop. But I, I mean, again, my 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 school of thought is. Uh, um, is everybody in the band getting a workout for a song? Yeah. Blowing the dust. Ace is high. You know, Iron Maiden, I mean, forever. Even yeah. when they came back with Legacy of the Beast, they came back to Ace is high for the opener, mm-hmm. you know, for, I mean, they've got so many. The, and, and then the worst opener then is, uh, w- would be Iron Maiden opening with anything with a, with, with Blaze Bailey singing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, just it doesn't matter if they came out with "Lost for Words" instrumental. You know that fucker's coming Still out there, so right. even though it's a new month. I did, yeah, I did. Because I went, I went there to the show out of respect for the lads, and my God, I was so, I was so just sorry to see them in that. And now I'm, I rejoice again because they have reclaimed the top spot in you know best hard rock band of all time. So. Well, fair enough. Yeah, but in the Grammys or something. No, you're just, just right here. Just there. Just, right here. Patrick. You probably can't see me. Patrick's <laughs> mind, yeah. Well, I missed the, the Emmys. Were, I, I never watch award shows anyway, but I was like, oh, that happened? Oh. I don't know. Well, because everybody is, is in their house or in a hotel room getting their, getting their boxes. So. Yeah, right. So are we talking about best and worst opening songs that we've seen or just, just, what, just you, in general? What, what, you you could imagine. Imagine. what you could imagine. Oh, well. So, yeah. yeah. I can imagine quite a bit. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we didn't start the fire, man. <laughs> that would be like this the, the type of thing, like why why am I here again? Or just because I mean, or why? just just keep it just keep it positive since it is Rocktober. We could just do best <laughs> opening songs you could imagine. Every time I've seen Cheap Trick, they open with "Hello There," which I think is one of the greatest opening songs ever because it basically states what they're about to do. They're saying "Hello There," ladies and gentlemen. Are you ready to rock? Are you ready or not? Because it's going to happen no matter what. That's right. <laughs> and, and then it go, and it usually morphs into something, something yeah. else. Usually, my, my favorite morph is "Hello, Hello There" into um, "Come On, Come On," which is the, the, the boot, live a Budokan uh, thing. And they've done it a couple of times where they've done it that way, and it brings me such joy to hear that because it's what I remember from, you know, from God, forty years ago now, being a kid and hearing that record and being like, you know, the Bunny Carl's just a big like drum, but. And the first chord starts. It's like, okay, I'm home. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. and it's like it feels really good. You know, yeah. I my my uh, other rock opener would be "We Will Rock You" by Queen, but the the that mm-hmm. that that not, not the anthem that they did on the on the release as a single. What they used to play live that they, we they, will rock they do you. a fast version. Yeah, at the opening. Yes. Yeah. That is. Oh, that, yeah, 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 yeah. That blended into whatever came next is. You know, I mean, with the spectacle of that band, again, it wasn't a spectacle; it was just Freddie. But still, with the with the, you know, you, you just you just can that that blanket of, of lights and that oh that s- that light truss they had was fucking yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, it really Trusses, did. I guess. Yeah, it made it made Rock and Rio look like a look like a a, a, a dinner time cafe or something. <laughs> it was just, I mean, just for its time, it was second to none, and you know. That with that song, and then that voice and those harmonies, and that just you know, I just I just played that record the other day. Um, Queen Live uh, Killers, I think yeah, it's called. Okay, yeah. yeah, 
a buddy of mine had it when we were kids and I, I enjoyed it then, but, but hearing it now after, I mean, after, after, you know, knowing about the band for as long and actually seeing them with, with what's his name? Um, Paul Rogers. I know you like the kid you don't like, but oh, yeah. I, I get it. Lambert. But uh, Adam oh, Lambert, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is a, which is a great show. But hearing that record, like hearing those guys, like <laughs> kind of at the <laughs> kind of at the top of their game, was is pretty pretty remarkable. And the song selection too is is great. I mean, it's yeah, it's yeah. stuff that they you know. Well, I, yeah. I, forget, I forget where that was where that was recorded. It might have been over there in England, maybe. I don't remember. We need we need a, we need a fact checker here to make sure we know what's going on. We need to fact check in real time. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. I'm having a hard time remembering the first songs that some of the bands, uh, some of the best concerts I've seen. I remember, I remember when David Bowie did his sound and vision tour, the first one was space oddity. Cause they had, everything was kind of, what kind of wound its way up. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it, everything was coordinated with these really uh, elaborate uh, visuals. Actually it wasn't as elaborate as glass spider tour, which was a terrible show. All together, <laughs> can't remember what oh, I do remember. What the first which one song. was? Which one was the request tour where you could call in or remember that? Yeah, that was uh, that was in the early two thousands, wasn't it? Was that the storyteller? No, this is a, this is a long time ago. Like it was like this weird like you call this one nine hundred number or something like that, and you can request songs for the tour that was happening. Oh, I don't know. I don't remember that. Maybe that was my, my buddy on. Steve was a huge fan. He went to go see him and. In, uh, in, I think at Foxborough Stadium in, mm-hmm. in Massachusetts, you know, because Dave was playing these stadiums. And it was a thing you could call, like this 1 900 number, you know, you know, rate supply. And you could say, I want to hear Heroes at the Foxborough show or whatever. And so they would kind of cultivate a set list from these phone calls. I think it was more of a gimmick than anything else. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the, uh, right. Yeah. Especially that random side B track three song off whatever record, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Oh, First, I, I wonder if they if, if some brilliant comedian called in Skinnerd. <laughs> <sighs> Cut that part out. You've been anybody fucking ideas. <laughs> First time I saw uh, Dio was the last in line tour, and they started with uh, "Stand Up and Shout." That song is that's a great opener. That's a that's a, it's a great saw, opener. Yeah, I saw him on the Holy Diver. Uh, Dio opened for Metallica. Was it Metallica? No, no, no. Uh, Queen's like opened for Dio. Thank you. And it was back in the good Queen's like days, back right before they started this operation. Uh, yeah, this this uh, um, uh, what's it? Can't uh, see that woman. Oh my god, Eve! Ah, oh, the worst, <laughs> the fucking worst. It's the only Queen's like song I can remember, oh, except for that uh, Silent Lucidity. Oh my god! Yeah, what's that all about? I show you what Silent Lucidity means. Only the uh, Yes, so <laughs> they opened Queen's like opened for them, and I remember Scott Rockenfield had that kit with that. Uh, the, the chains uh, uh, stands and oh yeah 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 yeah. and they came out they were they were on fire I, I talked about this two years ago on the show um, it was the SFX in, 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 in Dublin and they were opening and, and, and really they, they great sound and they, they played well and they were they just they, they gave everything but the Irish crowd for whatever reason used to spit at the mm. opening bands and relentlessly and these guys played through it. Mm-hmm. These guys played through. I mean, and they, they were just. I mean, it, it, it was it was it was appalling to watch because they 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 really did put on such a great show, and they were giving it. That's what rock and roll is. You just you you. Know, but 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 nobody has to put up with that shit. Nobody. Yeah, yeah that's so, weird. Um, I mean, not even poison. Well, maybe poison. So uh, 
Uh, but then Dio came on, and I cannot for the life of me remember what that first number was. Oh, there's a website. You can, we can look it up yeah. later. Yeah, that was, but that was, a, that, that was a really good show. Vivian Campbell, you know. He's pretty good. Yeah, before before they neutered him and put him in Def Leppard, you know. Well, he's he's playing with Last in Line, the band Last yeah. in Line now. He's, he's, his, yeah. he's still got it. He's, Man, he's, he's great. What a player. Yeah. What just a, a kid at that time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just a young kid. From Belfast. Vinny tells a great story about trying to go find a new guitar player. Vinny Apice, the drummer, Apice, from, the drummer yeah, from, from many bands that we love, yes. obviously, one of my favorites of all time. And he says uh, he says that uh, him and Dio went over to England and Ireland and looking looking for a new guitar player. And they went to all these different venues. And he kind of tells these funny like vignettes about well, we decided, you know, Motorhead was playing, so we decided to go see Motorhead. He's like, I stood in the back of the room and got my head blown off because it was so loud. Mm. He's like, we went to this one place, and there was a reggae band playing, and we're like, well, that's not the guy. <laughs> and then he's like, and then finally somebody said, oh, Vivian Campbell's playing. You should go see him. And they went and found him, whatever he was playing, and they were like, oh, yeah, that's the guy. Yeah. That's the guy who should play with us. Um, our, our good friend Keith York, uh, we were just talking about, we were talking about these great, Irish players, you know, and uh, Gary Moore, of course, comes up in every, in every conversation. Mm-hmm. And s- same thing with, uh, with, with, when you think about it, Roy Gallagher, uh, Vivian Campbell and Gary Moore. I mean, Eric Bell as well. I mean, it's, it's just, Eric Bell is, is, is brilliant in a completely different way. Yeah. But those three guys, and, and, and if, if you, if they have to go in order, number three, is Vivian Campbell, number two is Gary Moore, and number one is Roy Gallagher, and I'll tell you why. Because I fucking said so. No, it's, it's, uh, it, it just, uh, Vivian Campbell is, and, and, and he'd tell you himself, he's just he's smitten still with Roy Gallagher, and same, with, same said from Gary Moore, and you can see where both of those guys took from Roy Gallagher, but they all went in a different direction, yeah. mm-hmm. which was just, just amazing to watch, to see, Gary Moore play these songs at that speed and with that feel. And they all have, cause Gary Moore tells a story when he, when, when he, when he, uh, when he started playing, he was playing on like everybody did those Sears guitars or whatever it was, the, with the action, you know, like a foot off the fretboard and with those heavy, heavy, heavy strings. And that's where he learned how to play in his. So when you see him play, look up any Gary Moore video and just watch his guitar solos uh, over the hills and far away is one that we should be doing. Incidentally, yeah. Okay. Um, but just watch the speed that that guy plays at. But it's, it's shredding and everything is fun. Joe Satriani can go drown in the lake. Uh, but w- when you hear it played properly at that speed, it's just it's breathtaking. It's mm-hmm. that, he and he, he, you know, of course, Gary Moore played with Thin Lizzy, and that's where that's where I fell in love with his his playing. And um, but everybody took from Rory Gallagher, and I just could not imagine walking into a, a club back in the day and seeing, seeing those guys play. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could, so I could just imagine Vinny and Ronnie. <gasps> that's the guy. Catch. Yeah. yeah. Cause, cause, cause I, the, I forget, the, I forget who he was playing with, but yeah, they were yeah. just like, Oh yeah, that's yeah. We need to talk to him. Yeah. Yeah. That's, and, and you can see, you can see what they saw and you can imagine how that light was shining on him right at that mm-hmm. time. And just, it's, it's, yeah, it's magnificent. Crazy. Are we off track, Chad? Are we yeah. still on, are we on track? What's the next question? <laughs> I don't know where the track is. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, yeah. That was. I don't know. Where are we? <laughs> best. So, best opener. Best closer. Where's Chris Wallace? He'll put us back in yeah. place. Yeah. Who's? Wait, <laughs> can we do this? Best worst live bands of all time. 
all time. Oh, see now, now we can talk about seeing extreme and yeah. When I saw Dio on the Sacred Heart tour, he was bringing a band called Rough Cut, C U T T. Yeah, yeah, because he yeah, was yeah. producing them. I think R U F F, right? R U F to C U T T. No, I think it was no? rough, like regular really? rough. Yeah, yeah. Oh. I think. I think. Oh, right. Anyway, they were fucking terrible, awful, awful, awful. I'm like, just get to the yeah, get to the show. So, well, hang on now. Sorry. Does best Don't worst be live band? Are we talking Take about? If, sorry, Chad. Are we talking about worst, best, worst based on expectations or just? Oh no, I was just, talking about. I was doing the best, worst opening bands. But you know, uh, that's, I mean that, that that's where it started. But it can be it can be whatever you want because yeah, we get what we want. So you're saying Poison opening up for Barbara Streisand were probably not the best and worst comedy. Well, <laughs> that's a, that's that's another good one, but. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm, saying, confused, I don't see that, I'm confused at the question, Chad. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm just trying to narrow it down a little bit more. Because like, some bands are great on record, shitty on stage, right? Or maybe mediocre on stage, right? Or maybe they're they're great on stage, but their albums suck. Because <laughs> I've seen that, too. Mm. By who? Well, not, not not a famous band, but there was a band. They were, they were famous in Texas in the late 80s. Ten Hands were a fantastic live band. They were huge in the, in this area of the Texas circuit. or from Denton. They used to come down here all the time. Who, who, who was it? Ten Hands. Ten Hands. Ten hand or Ten. Ten hands. of these? Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Slow down. This is five guys in the band or and, nine guys in the band and one person had an accident? There, there were five guys, yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, they, they, uh, they were really fun, great band. And, uh, and, but they, every studio album, studio album they put out was just terrible compared yeah, to their live show. Yeah, just really overly compressed and just stale and dry and. And they, they're really the only great album they put out back then was a live album. <laughs> there you go. That's the only one I, that I ever listened to. So that, that's, that's one example. They were a fantastic live band. Not so good in the studio. But I think, that, I don't know if that was really their fault. I think we may have been who, who was recording them. I had, there's no I, rules. I, I had that yeah. experience. We booked, uh, when, when I worked at the Pig and Whistle, we, we booked Ten Hands. That was, uh, and I, I remember yeah. nothing about their. And I would say it would depend on what era of them you saw because they were really great in the, the first couple of years I saw them. And then they lost two of their original members, Earl Harvin, who was the original drummer, incredible player. Hmm. And then they had a percussionist, Mike Dillon. And oh, I know Mike. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he went on to do Billy Goat. And uh, I don't know what he's doing now. I think he he's in doing. New Orleans. Yeah. And he, he, when he's not doing his own Mike Dillon punk rock experience, he's playing with uh, fucking Ricky Lee Jones. Oh, wow. Yeah. Playing, playing vibes and percussion. So, you know what a, what a character he is, right? He's fucking, yeah. He's, he's, he's so crazy. cool. He's yeah. great. He's great, though. So you imagine there was a, just a combination of crazy guys in this band. So And things, first, Mike Dillon was the first one to leave the original lineup. And then Earl left shortly thereafter. Earl was just way too talented. for. I mean, Ten Hands was great, but Earl was just crazy. I think he moved to Europe or something after that. Nice. But well, uh, I, I had the same experience with a lot of the bands in that, in that time. I'd get the record. They'd come and play at the thing. I'd go, oh, this is great. You'd buy the CD and it was awful. But yeah. it was a consistent, it was the same thing that you're talking about. The, the CD was just exactly what it was. It was a CD. That's just, it. Yeah. There was nothing. Artwork wasn't death. great. And the, the sound was terrible. It was like they were all going to the same place to, to, to record it. It was just terrible. Mm. I remember because we had, there was a band called, uh, uh, it wasn't, uh, okay, then, Okay, it's gone. The name is gone. But they were, it, it was something to do with the heat in Texas. It was just some, just, you know, really, really, really. It's like all Texas heat? Right. No. <laughs> There's night. It, yeah, it was, it just, 
exactly what you would expect somebody from, you know, it's just, just the most un, un, unoriginal name. Uh, but anyway, they, uh, uh, very charismatic singer band was good. Somewhat great live show, got the record, got it home. And all the songs that you heard were just, it was, it was like the, it was like the karaoke version of them played mm. on the thing. So it was just, ah, uh, Molly and the whips. They great live show. Uh, Horrible album. Jim Hankel's old band. Yeah, he played, Jim, Jim played yeah. with them for a long time. Yeah, oh, yeah. Wow. Bert Wills was uh, playing guitar for them when I saw them, and oh my god, this is going to be great. But no, <laughs> no. I, th- I think a lot of bands feel like they have to kind of rein it in in the studios. They want everything to sound perfect, and then the end product it's it's perfect, but it's, there's no life to it. There's no yeah. there's no energy. Yeah, and that's yeah. why I think our new record. Yeah. Yes. Has that kind of live energy well, Paul, sound to it. Paul is good about that way because he doesn't dwell on things for very long. And he says, you know, he, he will push you or us, you know, to get a good take when he thinks it's necessary. Of course, yeah. But a lot of times he's like, that's good enough. Come on. <laughs> stop noodling. Stop, stop fucking around with it. Let's move, let's go move on to the next thing, yeah. you know, which is, I think that's, there's a certain degree of that is really important too because you don't want to over, you know, drive something into the ground to, yeah, because then then you lose then you lose your focus and you right. lose your energy and it's like well, I'm gonna play this fucking song again and you don't want to anymore. Yeah, right. You want to really want to try well, to it's, nail it, it, it the first it's, three. Or four. It's good in the it's good with with Paul because he'll say play it again and you play it again then you play it again and this then when we go back and we listen to it and he shows you the difference and because you don't you know you just cannot capture everything we record as a band which is the way it should have been done you know standards we just. Everybody kind of did it at different times. It was just then yeah, throwing was, crap at the like wall. It was like a Frankenstein. He's just, just awful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, um, so, so with, with Paul, we went in there. So it's, it's physically impossible to take in everything that's going on and find out that the click is rushing, that Eric is dragging, and Chaz, and I'm just right in time, just doing everything right. And it's just so hard. No, that, and, and, but then he says, play it again. We play it again. And you go, oh, that, you know, then because you, you're sitting in front of the speakers then mm-hmm. and you're finding out all those little things that move, move and shit. And then they, then it gels. Right. Yeah. And it's just, yeah. and it really, it just makes, I don't know why we didn't do that. I do know why we did it the first time because we recorded it underwater in a shoebox with tissue in our ears and <laughs> syringes in our arms and straws in our nose. So. Mind you, we're not talking about Joel Omichuk who saved that record. We're talking well, about where it, yes, he did. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, Damn. he did. And at least the good thing about it is it's, it's, it's well documented and it's out there forever. So that's good. Yeah. Shut up. Nick's <laughs> <laughs> on the record, Ray. Yeah. <laughs> so live band, I, I, you know, again, this was, this was, uh, did, what, what did you talk to? Did you talk to our friend, Bill? Bill. Bob? Talking about Bob? Oh, Bob. Bob, Bob, Bob Mills. No, yeah, I, didn't, Bob. I didn't, I didn't get all of them. No. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Um, Next time. So did you give us, did you give us the best opening song? Um, or, 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 I, well, I was trying, I was, I was racking my brain. I, I, a lot of the best shows I've seen, I can't remember what the first song was. Okay. Well, can, but, can uh, you, I do remember some of them. But uh, what, what's, what's, what, what would, uh, in your, in your, in your catalog, in that, in that smally head, what's, what's, what, what's the best opening song? For like a, one of my favorite bands? Yeah. Uh, what would the who open with? Gosh, I mean, any anything, I mean, I think uh, uh, the real me would be a good one. 
that'd that's, be a good one. That's the first that that song that opens one. up Quadrophenia. Yeah. And see, that's the thing is, because I, I saw them at, at, at uh, Woodlands in, tw- in 2000. I can't remember what they opened. <laughs> it was a great show, too. Obviously. Um, <laughs> I mean, I no, I, I'm the same with you. Yeah. I get lost in, in the show. The show starts, and I, I just, I, and it does, it, I'm not there to record. I don't want a picture. I don't want to, uh, I don't, you know, the only thing I want to take out of there is that, that memory, you know, yeah, yeah. and, and it's not the song selection and the thing, it's the moment. Yeah. Exactly. And the same thing with going to a movie. I, I go sit and watch a movie. Everybody in the theater may have already found out who the killer is or what the, I don't care. I am there to watch the piece. I right. watch there, you know, and I want the story to go from the beginning. Uh, Tarantino, he'll take you in, in different directions and different times, but you're going to get there. It's going to be, you know, mm-hmm. it, you know, you're going to find out that it's, uh, you know, you're going to find out that it's a great movie. Sit and enjoy it. I don't want to. I don't want to do any work. One of the same well, thing with that. Exactly. One, one of the nice things about the internet. There's not I mean, a lot of nice things about it. One of the nice things is that you can you can actually go and some person somewhere has, has written down the set, the set list, list yes. from or found set lists from bands from years ago. Mm-hmm. So, which makes me think about like. Okay, we, we I think we saw Tim Machine on the same tour. What was their opening song? No idea. <laughs> that could that would be. A but good I do one remember. Out. I, I saw Crowded House that same week at the same venue. I do remember what that first song was. What was it? It was a song called uh, "Hole in the River" off the first record, which I was thrilled to hear because they, they were touring on Woodface by this point, which was and Tim Finn was supposed to be with him, but Tim had quit the band like <laughs> earlier in that tour. Brothers, so it was the original lineup. And they were really on. They, they, were, they were having so much fun. But uh, Hole in the River starts off with a just a with Neil just chucking a guitar with no chord, like chuck, 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 chuck. just a few. And the album it only goes for maybe you know a few seconds. But and the, that live show, that's the first thing you hear before anybody else has come out on stage. You hear mm-hmm. him chucking on his guitar, and it, and it, people who you know the big fans who know who recognized that as the beginning, <laughs> that simple little right, the real rhythm thing. It's yeah. like, oh, that's on the river, cool. And then he comes out by his, on, on his own, and the band follows him out. And that was pretty cool. Yeah, I have no, I have no memory of what Tennis uh, happened with. On that note, too, I, um, I wasn't at the show, unfortunately, but I, I, we have a recording of Ray Davies doing this, um, uh, doing this acoustic set and then bringing the kinks on. Yeah. And in, in that, in that moment where the kinks are getting ready to take the stage, they, they, they do this orchestral, like an overture of all these, uh, kinks numbers. Oh yeah. And then the kinks come out I forgot. and they do really, you know, really got me and brilliant, brilliant opener. I mean, just even, uh, just on the record too, just goosebumps listening to that, you know, that anticipation of the, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, but, and the set before it was, was phenomenal. I'm not, I'm not a big fan of one guy on a guitar and as great a songwriter as Ray Davies is, I, I still want to hear the band. Sure. Yeah. Um, so, and I, I've seen Springsteen do it. I'm, I'm, I'm bored after a few minutes and Springsteen's a great storyteller, incredible lyricist, great performer, but I want to see the band. Mm-hmm. I want to see, I want to see that, uh, that, uh, and, 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 and two, just, just the fact that that band will play until the sound guy pulls the plug. Mm-hmm. They'll just wear you out, and you're ha- you have to. It becomes a, a, a 
attrition. Like who's going to, who's going to stop first. Yes. And, and, and not, not because of, not because of, Hey, look what we can do. It's because we want to play all these songs. Exactly. And, and, and then what a pet peeve of mine is though, uh, police do this a lot. They break, they'll break the, the song down and the song. So the song just becomes real soft in the middle, very long and drawn out and stuff like that with not a lot of, uh, it, it, it's difficult when you got three players as good as the police. It's very difficult to get a dull moment, but the song just sometimes becomes too long in a live set. You know, with the the, the little reggae break or the the call and response, some thing. kind of weird crowd just, thing. Yeah, yeah this is and Springsteen does that a lot too. You know, the breaks, but you can't play for three and a half hours with you know, you know, you can't go. I'd, well, I'd like to give it a shot, but in, in general. <laughs> So how about best worst encore? This is an interesting one. Think what the worst encore was. It would be the be the, the encore you don't get. I think would be the worst one. Oh, right. Like, you, you're sitting there waiting, and the lights are down. And everybody's cheering, and then the lights go up. And well, like, the worst, oh. yeah, the worst encore we didn't get. I thought it was Mark Knopfler when we we wait. We're yeah, they made us wait. Yeah, uh, I, I was I was waiting for Brothers in Arms, and that didn't happen. But there was so many brilliant. Drove away thinking. Well, there's so many that he didn't do that you, that that could open or close a, sh- a, a show, but I'm completely happy with what I saw. Oh, but yeah, I, yeah. at that moment, I was like, "What? What? That's yeah." They they made us think. Maybe they're maybe it was on the table because they 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 milked us for the first song. Corey came out. He did uh, "Money for Nothing" and then one other song. I think right. Can't yeah, remember. and then they left again and they milked us again. And then lights. I was at like you motherfuckers. You did money for nothing with an encore. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, yeah. I don't know about that. I would have put that in the regular set, and not the last song. Like like you know, three or four songs from the end, maybe. Yeah. There's there's so many. Give the non fans what they want. You'll you'll have to, but you'll have to, you have to hear his later his later stuff, the stuff that he's doing now. It's just. I mean, it it really it dwarfs a lot of the Dire Straits stuff. Um, I remember I got, <laughs> I was kept awake that night and a few nights uh, following the the show by the uh, the song "Your Latest Trick," the saxophone line in that song, which he doubles on guitar and then he harmonizes with it. I was kept awake by that that melody. Just, <laughs> just it's one of those things that just I could I I, I don't need food, water, air. I just I just just that. Just it, one saxophone lick. Yeah, just that. But it's just, just a melody line. Yeah. It can be played on a fucking bazooka. You know, <laughs> Jesus. Uh, it's just uh, yeah, it was a, an insane. And and of course, the you know the little the little solo that the sax player did before that song. I knew exactly what it was. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't have perfect pitch, but I, I I knew by the key and I knew the the by, by the way he was playing that it was coming. That that song was, and it's not one of my favorite songs by a long shot, mm-hmm. but it's just one of those things, and it kept me it, it kept me awake for for way too long. I think I just remember what the second encore was, which was kind of a lame thing for the encore, wasn't it? The instrumental from from coming home from that from the movie. It's, it's called going home. Going it's, home. It's, yeah. I, I don't think so at all. I think it's one of his best it's, tunes. And they were really having fun too. Uh, Yanto, the drummer, came out. Yeah, standing in front with them, and they're kind of goofing around. So yeah. that was fun, but it's just like an instrumental is going to close the concert. Like, I don't but know. I, be, l- listen to it. L- listen to it. Listen there's to that song. There's very little to complain about with that show. I mean, it was sure. really we we spent a whole show talking about it afterwards. And 
<laughs> now we're talking about it again. Yeah. Yeah, listen to that song. It's called Going Home. It's off the 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 movie soundtrack Local Hero. Yeah. And it, uh, it's just uh, again, I think it's one of the best melodies ever put on a record. Do you ever see the movie Local Hero? Sorry, what? Local Hero. Do you ever see that movie? I have not seen that movie. She said you should Is see it. It's about uh, a local hero. <laughs> not even. Not even. Not even. An anti-hero. No, Is it's local about, at least. It's about a it's about a band called Rough Cut. C U T T. C U T T. With an umlaut over the U. Silent. With an umlaut over the second T. It's really there's like kind of only really a loose plot to it. It's like it's. I'm not even going to get into the plot. Yeah, you're going to ruin it for everybody's on the edge of the seat now. Go see, but it's it's fun. It's fun to watch. Yeah, but he does the soundtrack. Yeah, yeah. I think I think I think we have that record at home. Actually, I keep seeing it as I flip through record cover. I I think so. Yeah, I'll have to play it when I get home. And it's very funny. And, but it's a, it's funny. Definitely not an action film. <laughs> oh, fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. I can't think of anything that I've seen that has been like super dis. I mean, I've been to shows where uh, I really would like to hear this song, but I'm not going to, you know, yeah. Get, you know, be mad if I don't hear Rip it. The furniture it's my favorite like song yeah. of, the, of, of, of that particular album or, or record or whatever. Or, or, okay. So, so what could my, my thought behind that was what would be your idea of the worst song to hear? I could hotel California comes to my, Mine, every time I think of worst anything, but just, just, just cause it's or overplayed. Not cause song. it's a, t- yeah. Uh, um, send your hate mail to <laughs> Eric C. Hughes. Yeah, there we go. Um, yeah, just, just, just the worst. So if, if I went to see Billy Joel and he ended or started or put, we didn't start the fire Billy anywhere Joel. in there. God, there's so many ways you can go wrong with that. Now. Yeah. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. But back in time, but uh, ending a show with a song that just makes you—not makes you just just that that repulses you. That just makes you not want to listen to music. Um, You know, just just makes you. You know, speaking of Billy Joel right now, or or just anybody in general. general. Okay, I can't think of any. I mean, really, it's just it's the it's the encores that just don't happen that piss me off more than anything. You know. I remember getting a, well, I went to go see a Gogo Bordello at uh, House of Blues and they, they came out, they did a couple encores actually. And one of the last, I think it was the last song they played, they came out and as a, was a surprise, they played Dirty Old Town, which I had no idea they played. I don't even think they've recorded it. How does that go? <laughs> well, they did it like sort of like this Russian, I bet my love, like, like kind of like that. There, it really wasn't that crazy but they just kind of put their own backbeat to it and just they just kind of sang the song it was it was really good interesting that was kind of cool i wasn't expecting that one one of the one of the best encores i ever saw was overkill by motorhead an encore i can that that can be definitely a uh exclamation point on probably an an already fantastic concert yeah 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 (sighs) when Um, i saw bruce he played uh i think he played a couple encores but the first one he came out with uh they came back on stage, and they're all going to say, big fucking, one, two, three, four, Rosalita. And I was just, mm. like, screaming at the top of my lungs. Yeah! That's my favorite Bruce Springsteen song. So Is it really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Yeah, I remember early on asking Eric, you know, so is there anything that you want to, you know, anything you want to play? And he goes, well, we don't play enough Bruce. I said, well, what song? And he goes, Rosalita, because we could play it forever. <laughs> it's only an eight-minute or seven-minute yeah. long song or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we should do Alexander the Great and Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner too. Just just yeah. while we're on the yeah. epic, we're only we're the, we're the band that only plays songs that are seven minutes or longer. 
<laughs> yeah, that for a catchphrase. Yeah, yeah. I just I can't really think of many many encores. You know, yeah. that 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 I think are bad. Or I mean, I guess it would be like playing a slow song. But it's also kind of like you think about a workout. You know, you want to. You know, if you go running, you maybe want to walk the last hundred feet or so just to kind of calm down or something like that. But, but you know, it's nice to end on a high note and end on a and start on a high note and end on a high note. I think. Yeah, the the when you play a song, if you start and you all the band starts together and it's great and the middle is great and then you end and you fuck up at the end, the only thing people remember is the end of the song. Of course, same. That's the way I look at a show. End a so, end a show with a screw up, <laughs> uh, you know, some kind of they remember it. Yeah. yeah. So you know they kind of walk out, kind of. Mm. So I, I just I'm interested to 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 know if there is a if there's a song because I, I don't recall. I've been to plenty of crappy shows. Most have been local shows. You know, not nothing. Yeah. But uh, uh, now that's not true. I have been to crappy shows. A lot of them at House of Blues. Just because the sound was awful, yeah. For as good as the sound is in there, when we worked with James McMahon, a good friend of ours, uh, the sound was incredible. I don't know what the sound was in the front, but he's he's a he's a wizard on the sound desk, just beyond talented. You know, we when we we know a lot of people like that, just really really great sound. But uh, uh, the sound in the room was just muffled. It was like everybody was playing behind a big velvet curtain. Just some, you know, and and couldn't discern the, um, the instruments and the mm-hmm. and and again bands like Flog and Molly, which uh, I I didn't pay money to go see. No, 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 no. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got a free ticket. I went to see them. I, I wasn't impressed just because they they play everything at a faster, uh, you know, uh, clip anyway, like, because it's live. But then they even put a little bit more on it for the thing. And there's so many players on stage and they all seem to be playing flat out at the same time. So it's just this wall of noise. And it's that can it's, be tiresome. Yeah. And it's I was I was but I was really bored by the by the and, and, and he's great. Dave King, great songwriter. Mm-hmm. Uh you know, some really interesting, great lyrics and you know, and, and, and he he's taken a lot of these old Irish songs and made them very, very, very popular, which you know, it's always nice to hear, um, but just too much, too much, too many instruments. You know, t- you know, too Wait, fast, yeah, too bad. You know, so they could they could do do well with losing two people. There's <laughs> just too much going on. With not, no, really, no reason for them to be there, from what I recall. I don't yeah. think about it. Yeah, yeah. I'll be blissfully ignorant about that that type of band. They put on a good show. They're. Good performers, but yeah, every time I, I've seen them, you see them twice, and the sound was not too good in either. Yeah, so I haven't seen them outside that, so I want. I wonder if that's been a, a, a just a, a, a House of Blues issue. But I, 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 I saw I saw some other bands at House of Blues. I saw, uh, well, I, I saw Dropkick Murphys there as well. Yeah. Another free ticket, and thank you, Irish Airs KPFT ninety point one. FM, uh, uh, and and I, I I didn't stay, but three or four songs, and I came in in the middle too. I came in in the middle, and they they were just finished. So the singer came, oh singer, singer came out, and he did 
one number. Then he was. They went backstage for two or three songs, and the bass player sang. Mm. Then they then they did this thing where they came out and they they they, they sat on stools, and they said we're gonna we're gonna break it down, which means, and, and they didn't do anything different. They just played on stools. They just you know wasn't wasn't acoustic or anything. They just sat on stools and they just and, and banter was crap and the songs were crappier and the so and, and the sound was awful. So. So again, I don't know if if if, if the sound was. I blame the stools. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All the stool samples. Stools. They, they uh, tools on stools. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it just it became just it, it, anyway. So I, I couldn't stay. I couldn't stay long, and I didn't. I didn't enjoy anything about it. And I really do. I, I don't do not understand a singer that comes out for one or two songs and then goes back in the back to you know for two or three songs then comes back out and doesn't and the songs that he's doing too he's just bouncing around there's there was there was no you know anyway mm. so I, I i'm lost in that i'm lost in that in that style i don't know mm. i don't know what i'm supposed to be looking for listening for but i, I missed it yeah sometimes i it, it I think it's it's the whoever's running the sound or what the gear is. I, I don't, there was one I, I think I mentioned this on the show before too. I went to go the second time I saw Crowded House was in New York at the uh, at Roseland, and Show Crow was the opener. And I, I had How no did I go. Yeah, <laughs> I had no idea. This I'd never. She was kind of brand new. I yeah. didn't know who she was. And was she, she uh, all she wanted to do was have some fun. I, yeah, I think it might have been before that hit that hit came out. I didn't recognize at the time. Obviously, I didn't recognize any songs at the time. This was the day that make this day even weirder. This was the day that, that people, everybody found out that Kurt Cobain had shot himself. So this was like kind of a very strange day. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but, uh, her sound, when she came out and played, it was, you know, I was kind of like, mm-hmm. it was kind of boring. It wasn't you know, obviously I'm not into her stuff, but she, her, this, her sound mix was great. Good. Yeah. Then Crowded House came out. Not only were they in a shit mood, they they broke up not, not too long after this tour ended. I blame Cheryl for that. But their sound was awful, which was weird. And I, because the first time when I saw them at uh, the up back alley, which is where we saw Tim Machine too. Yeah. Uh, great sound in there for mm. Tim Machine as well. It was great sound. But for some reason, the same venue, different band, great sound and shitty sound afterwards. We did a opening slot for uh, Dwight Yoakam with Mike Stinson at the, um, at the, uh, that venue in Austin. Um, the, uh, Austin City Limits live thing yeah. now that they have the one that that room downtown, and uh, we had our, a lot of friends came to that show, and they told us afterwards like we sounded good, but Dwight's sound was shit, which is fine with me. I'm okay with that. I'm not, not my band sounds good, yeah. and, and that's great. We 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 accomplish what we want to do, and I always figure the opening band, it, whether you see one or whether you're playing in one, you're gonna kind of get the shaft as far as sound and lights and stuff like that. But as far as production goes, you're mm-hmm. going to be like, okay, you're just filling in a spot. You know, you're just, you're killing time until the star comes out. That's what bands do. They, apparently they we tell, good. they tell our sound guys that they, they don't get the, which is completely just, it's just the, 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 the biggest chicken shit move you can make is to, you know, unearth the, you know, unearth, you know, but just, just, you know, shake that, that first band, you know, just, you know they're they're there for a reason. They're there to warm up the show. And again, it's on them too if they don't come out and kick you in the face. True. You know. So if they come out and they just say, so, um, so I have a Cheryl Crow story as well. Um, yes. Uh, 
I can't, I can't what stand podcast needs. I, I just can't stand. Years. I've never heard anything from her. I, I just never, I, I, I don't enjoy her voice. I don't enjoy anything about yeah. her at all. Um, but my cousin's uh, band called the Devlins, uh, they opened up for her at the Woodlands and they were, they're fantastic. They're just really, this was coming on their, uh, they had an album called the waiting. Um, and that, I think that was, I, I could be wrong on that. I'm pretty sure that was the pretty sure. Um, anyway, I'm, I'm pretty sure it was, I, I don't know for sure, but came out and the sound was great and they, they performed really well. And they were just, there was just an, uh, in it, it just a set was put together really well. They're, they're kind of laid back, but they're, they're just incredible songwriting and it's just they always sound good. And, um, and then as soon as they were finished, we went backstage and we got to talk to them, whatever we, and I just made sure I was off the grounds before she started because I did not want to be any part of that, but they were just, they, 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 the, the crew couldn't have been nicer. And the fact that they gave them the sound and the, you know, the, they, they gave just everything, you know, and, and it wasn't, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't, wasn't attended really well from what I remember. Um, mm. But at the same time, I love when, the, the the headliner is confident enough in their product that they can, you know, that they're they're, they're not out there to 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 rip off the, yeah. the the you know the crowd from the opening band. Right, right. Yeah. First time I saw Reverend Horton, he down. In, I was actually living in in in, uh, in uh, Florida, and me and a buddy went to go see. I go, let's go see the Reverend. I I, I liked him then. Now, not so much for other reasons. But I go, let's go see them. This would be a fun show. And uh, the opening band was Deke Dickerson. Oh, my who's, God. Who's a wonderful uh, rockabilly country guitar player. Killer and, uh, show. And, uh, and I'd never heard of him before. I didn't know who he was. And I walked in there. And it was kind of one of those big kind of square box kind of rooms. And uh, 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 Damien, uh, uh, I can't remember, Damien Yanis was playing drums, who I, I know now. I didn't know, him. I didn't know him then. But Damien's on drums. Of course, Deke. And they had a up, you know upright bass player, but they had the saxophone player. And normally, as far as horns go, I'm just kind of like, you're you're you 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 play half of a song. What are you doing here? Kind of a, you know, <laughs> we can put and that on the that, That's kind of my that's kind of my my my. I mean, you you fulfill a role, but at yeah. the same time, the rest of us are working all the time, and you're working half the time. But that kid, I forget what his name is now. Uh, came out and literally blew the doors off the room. Deke was great. The band was great. But that sax player, I was just like, holy shit. Every solo he played got better and better. He had charisma. He had stage presence. He knew when to step up and, and do his thing. He knew when to step back. And then uh, the, the, we were just like, oh, my God, that was so amazing. And the Reverend came out, and it was just like, because, you know, you got Scott, Scott Chirillia was playing in the band back then. He's got, you know, he got double kicks, big fucking double kicks. And Jimbo's playing an upright bass. And, you know, of course, he's playing a hollow body. Reverend's playing a hollow body. And it was just so much sound that my friend's like, I can't take it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave. Because it was just, you, yeah. you couldn't discern anything, you know. Yeah. Deke's sound was great, but Reverend's sound came out. It was just, I think they were just overdriving the room or something like yeah. that because it was Ugh. just way too loud. That's kind of so, what I remember with Crowded House too. I saw I saw Reverend Horton Heaton here in Houston, and show was fantastic. It still wasn't wasn't the uh, the stuff that I'd heard, you know, 
It, it just, they tour so much. Oh my God. They play every night of the yeah. year, it seems. Yeah. And so I, I caught one of those nights where they were just, it's, you know, on the string of 10 in a row or 12, 15 in a row, whatever it was. But still, just so glad I saw him. But Dick Dickerson, thanks to Pete, our friend Pete at the Continental Club, 3700 Maine, Houston, Texas. Um, <laughs> he, uh, I, I was bartending at the Continental. Dick Dickens brought him in, and I was like, who's this guy? You know, and oh, yeah. yeah, he's great. That's a show. That is a that is a show. That is a sound man. That's a. I mean, they 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 brought everything. They, you know, again, you have to really know sound too to 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 put on a uh, to to put a show on like that. You cannot go on. You can't just be a great singer songwriter. You have to know about because it was it, there was a dynamic that was working in in the band. Everybody knew what they were doing. Mm-hmm. Everybody knew their time to shine, and you know you got to have safe sacks if you're gonna. Hey, you know. If you're going to put it in a rockabilly. Wrap it up. Yeah. Ooh, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> anyway, card sacks, but, um, yeah, that's, uh, uh, I guess we're a long way from openers and closers, but yeah, well, anyway, that's it. But, but again, these, these, these guys are professional openers and closers. They know how to put a show on when you play as much as Reverend Horton eat. You got to know how to, you gotta know how to do it. I, I, I just, I love his stuff. Fuck. Chad swore. Yes, he did. I want a time marker in that motherfucker. What is it? What is it? Uh, Don Hanley used to say. <laughs> <laughs> what is it he used to say? I wonder. Yeah, he was just to say, hey, there's I want to no, play drums as well. There's no bigger asshole than But there. you can't do either. Oh, you're my <laughs> least favorite boy of summer. Uh, oh, Don. Why are you so grumpy? Because his name is Don. So what, what are we doing? <laughs> well, first beer. of all, before we go anywhere, I, I, you know, I want to point people to our friend Cindy Haywood, who was on our show a few uh, weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cindy has a, has a uh, site on Facebook, Suicide Talks, which uh, everybody that's been there uh, talks with a Z. Thank you. Uh, everybody that's been on there has, has called back and been fen- you know just the, the the feedback has been incredible mm-hmm. and she's doing a great job over there she's also doing a walking tour of houston which is uh what she's got a video channel we'll put a link to it in the but just uh you know uh, um she's she's cindy uh, if, if you watch the show cindy and i go way 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 back to when i first came to town i met her she was promoting and booking bands and i was bartending and um uh, we've been friends ever since, and and then we we reconnected uh, over the the podcast. We were talking about the podcast, blah blah blah. So uh, I just so we'll put a we'll put a link to her yeah YouTube channel in the in the links here because she's yeah. she's doing the walking tour of Houston, basically showing it, 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 some historic perspective on it and also what's happening now. And because it really is for the size of this town, we are expanding. By the second, rapidly, it's, yeah, it's really crazy. And right now, we have the greatest weather imaginable. So, if you're in the Houston area, we're going to be at T Bone Tom's on October the twenty third, and uh, with, this is our first time back in a long, long, long time. Jeff and Barry and all the crew down there, thank you for bringing us back. And uh, um, 
I'm going to tell you right now, it's going to be uh, their, uh, I think they're doing reservations. I'm pretty sure they're doing reservations, but it's going to get, uh, because they they cannot be at full capacity and they're doing everything right down there. They have been the whole time um, there. So, so I would advise you to call up and see if you can get a table, come down and see it. Cause it's going to be very, very, very fun mm-hmm. before that though. Before that, we're leaving. We're going up to see our friends in Weston, Missouri. Yeah. O'Malley's. October 9th. October 9th. Oh, oh, excuse hold me. On, hold on, uh, hold, hold on. on. Let's, Let's go to Kansas Let's first. Back Let's, Let's go to Wichita. We have to go to Kansas Wichita first. <laughs> and we're going to go see our friend Justin at Barleycorns in uh, Kansas. And we are going to, uh, that's going to be a really fun show because our friend John Werner and uh, his crew are all coming down to see us. Uh, they're, actually, they're from that area. But, so we're going to have a bunch of friends uh, there. And um, really looking forward to that. We have not played in Wichita, Kansas before. We played in St. Paul, Kansas. And we oh, played yes. in, yeah. And uh, uh, we've played Carry On My Wayward Son in Kansas, for Kansas, by Kansas. Anyway. So we're, uh, we're with, going to be there. Kansas. And then, so then the next night we're going to be at O'Malley's. Then the next night we're going to be at a place called Omaha, Nebraska. And That's, let me just tell you about Omaha. What day is this now? This is going to be Saturday. Okay, good. Make sure I the know ten. where I am. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you something about Omaha. If you need a friend, <laughs> you got to, I mean, if you are, if you're feeling Mutual down. of Omaha is people you can count on when the going gets rough. Wow. Remember that commercial from like 1970? I'm only 16 Martin years Perkins, old. Perkins, Mutual of Omaha, Wild well, Kingdom. I remember that. Yeah, that I was the, this. That was the jingle. I'd, God. God, that was from how like, could, I don't know, that was, we, we were just tight. How stuck. could you remember that? That's, there's absolutely nothing memorable. I can't remember last week, but I can remember. There's nothing memorable about that jingle. But you well, don't be mean to him. He's trying to, <laughs> no, he's not, trying to add. To, I'm not dissing him. I'm dissing yeah, the jingle. you are. There's nothing memorable about what, <laughs> what you How the fuck did you put that in your brain? I don't know, but anyway. I love it. So, uh, so yeah, so we're going to be in Omaha, right? We're going to be, we're going to do a, a house concert at, um, uh, I just, if you do nothing else in October, Rocktober, excuse Rocktober. me, if you do nothing else for the whole month, tune in to our Facebook page, wherever the hell we are, because we're going to show you some things. We're going to, we're going to document this thing. So we're going up as a three piece, Chad, Richard Smalley, mm-hmm. the good looking one. He's going to be on bass and guitar and, guitar, and yeah. acoustic guitar. First time ever. Yes. Uh, Eric C. Hughes. The other good looking one? The happy one. The chatty one. He is going to be on cajon. 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 Percussion. Percussion. And drums. And drums. And drums. And I'm just going to be fucking shouting. So we're going to go up to, uh, we're going to go up to, to Kansas. Then we're going to do West Missouri. Then we're going to do two Omaha dates. And then we're going to come right back. Um, uh, so on the Sunday, excuse me, we're going to be playing the, the, the travel design center. Thanks to Nania arts, uh, John and Sienna, John and Sienna do everything for us. By the way, we sit here, we turn the cameras on once a week. They do everything else for us. That's it. That's all we do. <laughs> and so we're going to, we're going to, we're going to go up and we're going to stay with them. They're going to, they're going to do everything for us as usual, but they're just going to be a lot closer so we can, you know, hurry up, John, get us some coffee. So, <laughs> so we're, so we're, we're, we're really looking forward to that. And we're, we're going to document the, 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 the whole trip. Uh, we're extremely excited to go back to Omaha to, to see all our friends up there. Just, it, it's been way too long. 
and can't sit still any longer. Uh, but we're going to do this safely. We're going to do this. Uh, we're going to do it, uh, you know, like I, I keep saying documented, but just because A, um, we, we've got a record coming out and B, we want to see everybody and see we're going to do it safely so we can show the, you know, show people that we that people can tour you can do it properly you can do it why you know um it's by no means the country is by uh back to normal and, and it won't be back to normal for a long 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 time but we're serious about about music we're serious about entertainment we're serious about coming to see you in your town wherever you are because it's 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 crucial and it's there's never been there's never been a time where we've needed music than we do right now. And I hate mm-hmm. to be that, that, uh, soapboxy about it, but it, it's, the, it's the truth. We're it's just, true. and so we're going to have some stuff for you. We, we're going to, we're going to do stuff that we've never done. We are so excited about it and beer. Yes. Water now beer. we get to the, the good stuff. Blackwater beer, Blackwater <laughs> draw brewing company in Bryan, Texas, where we were last week with Chris Buckley, Chris baby bucks Buckley, who did an amazing job. It was fun. That was that was fun. Yeah, uh, uh, which I will be posting some stuff from that show on YouTube this week. Yep, and exclusive stuff on Patreon first. Patreon, what's that? What yeah. is that? Patreon. Patreon is a membership Subs- service which we may be replacing with something else much more robust soon. We'll have more details on that hopefully over the next couple of weeks. Yeah. But until then, until then, we have what is it? Four six packs on that palette that he gave you. We have a case of beer, which is, is four a, six a, packs. A case. Well, it's it's. <laughs> Not really a case, is it? A case is four six packs. Is it? It's 24 oh, beers. Really? Okay. 24 beers. <laughs> All right. Chad, Chad drinks out of a, Chad, I don't Chad know. drinks out of a keg. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're more of a keg man. Yeah. Do we know what kind of beer it is? But yeah. It's black, in a can. It's bubbly. Black, I mean, is it, is it a oh, no, yeah. country flavor? Do you like to see it? Is that what you're telling me to well, do? It's, yeah. Was what? it, uh, where's you got? You going to go get it? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I see that. I think it, was, it might have been a Hefeweizen or a Wit. I don't remember which it is because I'm not a beer drinker. So, But I can read labels. So I think what we're going to do, we can only deliver this within, is it within Houston or within, within Houston? Within Houston, yeah. Unfortunately, so if you know, if you, if you either live in the Houston area or you know somebody who lives here, <laughs> drop a comment down below. Tell us about your favorite live show or your favorite encore or your least favorite encore <laughs> or your least favorite show or your least favorite show <laughs> or your least favorite. That, what Bud is light? Uh, this is a, I, I witty the fool. I witty the fool. So it is a win. Um, it's a weak beer. Um, Chris Weingart, the beer meister in uh, Blackwater, he suggested this one and uh, this has just been made. And uh, yes, I even have, I haven't tried that one. Did you? Oh, well, so maybe if you're friends it's, with whoever, it's actually, if you win, I, I it will be a 23 pack. Maybe I'll try Chad my has drink, yeah. So, drink <laughs> uh, yeah, so, so Chris Steele and Stephanie Steele, the owners of the, the, the brewery. And when I say hands on their hands in hands on hands around hands on, they mm. are working tirelessly. Just, uh, Stephanie worked the brewery all day and then she had to go to, to O'Bannon's to close they, they they just reopened in College Station, uh, the I think the night before we got there last Friday. Oh, really? Yeah, or a, a couple of nights. But the, the, so there's a food truck in both places now, and I can attest for the food in 
Yeah. And, oh, my God. And, Delightful. Uh, yeah, Blackwater, the food truck and the service and the just every everything about it was just phenomenal. Anyway, this is uh, Chris Weingart. Um, is, you know, we knew Chris back at O'Bannon's when it was, uh, when he was just a bartender yeah. over there. And he and Chris Steele came up with the, the idea for the brewery. And it was kind of cool because we were always around when they were talking about, you know, so what, what, what are you talking about? You know, beer, 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 beer. Mm. This is Chris's favorite, Chris Weingart. So for a guy that, that does this full time, I don't know if you could see that. Um, yeah, it's really, they have really cool drawing. designs on there. So uh, anyway, so um, this was his favorite and he, it, it, it comes highly recommended and it's ice cold. <laughs> so, uh, so I would, uh, I, I do not drink beer, but I'm tempted right now just holding it. I feel fair enough. Yes. So again, if you want to, if you want to do this, uh, gotta be a Houston area delivery, but go to our YouTube channel. If you're not listening to this on YouTube or watching it on YouTube, go to YouTube, YouTube, youtube.com slash blackguards. Find this episode number 87 and drop a comment down there. And we will pick a winner at random and we'll be in touch with you. Yes. About uh, delivery specifics. <laughs> Put that down or you hurt yourself. And thank you very much. We, we appreciate it. Also, if you would share this around, um, subscribe, like, and all that stuff. Tell your friends. Tell your friends. Send them a link. Yeah. Send your parents a link. Send your nephews a link. Yeah. Oh, Spread crazy. the word. He's link crazy. Mm. Cool. Well, and like I said, well, we haven't posted a whole, a whole lot of music on this YouTube channel this summer, but because we really, really haven't had much to post because <laughs> we haven't been, been playing that much. But that's about to change. So we might post something stuff. today, acoustic. Yeah. You yeah. never know. Yeah. Okay. Are we done? I think we're done. I think we're done. But yeah. thank you. Thank, thank you. you for listening. Watching. And watching. Yeah. We will see you next week. Y'all. Bye.